and welcome to WonderPod, episode 283. It could be a short one tonight. Skype decided that it was going to corrupt itself and cause me all kinds of issues. Luckily, the first fix worked, which is a rarity. Uh, I was actually... Does that surprise you guys that the first quote-unquote fix from a forum worked and we got this going? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it I, I, I'm happily surprised. I am too. I would much rather do a shorter, more condensed show maybe than uh, the no show at all. But at the same time, it was starting to look kind of grim. What was happening is I could call John and talk to him. And then the minute I tried to add Glace or vice mm-hmm. versa, since we tried it both ways, it would just kill the call and tell me, so give me silly messages. But so... That, but that doesn't matter. We are here. So joining me this week, as he always does, in a place where it actually snows, you pansies on the East Coast, it's John. Hey, hey everybody. Expecting a little more tomorrow. I don't know if we're getting the 40 centimeters that they're expecting in central Newfoundland, but it's, uh, it's going to be something, I suppose. Did you see there is one thing that fascinated me that I think is a cool use of technology? It still fits into the show. John, did you happen to see some of the snow melters that they're using? No, I don't think so. What this is, and I should have studied it a little more, but it was one of those things in passing. I saw just enough info on an image to go, ooh, we could banter about that on the show. (laughs) Because one of us lives in snow country, and I live reasonably close to snow country. It looked just like a big semi-trailer with no top on it. You know, kind of like the kind they use to haul sand or gravel, if either of you are familiar with those type. Yep. Um, And you... a front end loader would just put snow in it and it melts it. Just heat it inside the trailer and melts the stuff and turns it back into water. I don't know what they did. I didn't really specify what they did with the hmm. water after it, but I am assuming you could find uses for it. Mm-hmm. You know, either non-human consumption uses or treat it and it become, you know, something that humans could then okay. use. But yeah. I found that kind of interesting. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, it's it's. I, I'm going to say since it's the first time I've ever seen it, which by no means is an indication of much, but I'm going to say it's probably a fairly new tech or a fairly new apparatus that they're using. I think they right. were. I think it was in Washington D.C. I saw it. Oh, Glace, you see anything like that? You were in Boston in the summertime, so it's really and snow in Louisiana. We will be having problems when there's snow in Louisiana. No, I mean. I, I don't have that much experience with any form of frozen water. So it's like an alien concept to me. Except when you go to New Mexico to go skiing. Yeah, when I go skiing, yeah. But then it's like, I don't think of it as like a nuisance, you know? It, it's like I, I go there specifically for the snow. So I mean, I've never been in a situation where like I had to deal with it when I didn't want to deal with it. You, I'm kind of the in-between. I, I've worked and lived in areas for decent periods of time where I've had to deal with it, but not to the extent John has. And, you know, I'm sure your son Peter still loves to play in it, John. Do you, are there just sometimes where you're like, I don't want to go out in this stuff? <laughs> do you have those moments in your head? I mean, even if you do, then go out into it. Yeah, it kind of depends on how, on how miserable it is outside. If it's real windy and blustery and, yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, Peter, let's go behind the house where it's less windy <laughs> or let's go play mario kart mario kart <laughs> yeah or i first game popped into my head <laughs> i know you guys have yeah because i can see it because you you know you were born and raised in newfoundland so you've dealt with it all your life 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gotta say, even now, if I'm gonna go play in the snow, it better be sunny and no wind. <laughs> I'm getting to that point where I don't live in an area with that has it. So if I'm going to go play in it, why not do it in optimal conditions? That's right. <laughs> so, um, also joining us, as you heard, it's Glacinator. Yes, hello. I'm here as usual. What is the weather doing in the, in New Orleans at this particular juncture in January? Uh, it, it can get cold, uh, but for the most part, it's like upper 50s. Uh, some days it'll get up to like 70-something. So, I mean, that, that's our winter here. Well, that's what's funny because there's a big uh, cow people festival. It's a, it's a bull and gelling sale that happens in this town I live in every year at the end of January, right? And I always laugh because people will say the following statement while seeming mystified. Oh, it seems like it rains at the Bull and Gelding Sale every year. And it, it makes me wonder, do they think winter ends December 31st because it's no longer the holidays? Or because it's a new year? Yeah. I just like, no shit it rains every year <laughs> during this sales because it's winter. It hasn't the last few years because we've had a drop, but I just, I always just get a internal chuckle at these people that seem mystified that it's raining at the end of january (laughs) better rain than snow i mean it does make for a miserable sale experience in some cases or if you're exhibiting or whatever but i mean obviously they could move it too but that's just always when it's been this is its 75th year believe it or not well, my, my go-to saying is that it, I don't care what it is as long as I don't have to shovel it. That, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good with that. I can see that. That's why, ha- that's why making sure the snowblower is working when you even hear about the first. Yep. You still have to shovel a little, though, even with that, don't you? Or do you have a, do you have a system down to where? Oh, I mean, I mean, you have to, I mean, you have to shovel it from behind, the, you know, underneath the car a bit to get it out so you can. You know, blow out the rest, or you know, you're stepping stuff. I mean, there's a little bit of shoveling to do, but not, not nearly as much as it would be without the. Yeah, do you have you ever seen John? And I'm sure you have. My favorite noob mistake, and I all probably had the opportunity, would have had the opportunity to make it if I hadn't learned, been skiing a lot when I was young, of somebody coming out to a windshield full of snow and thinking that they're gonna turn their windshield wipers on. And take care of it, only proceeding to destroy the windshield wipers. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've seen that one two or three times. I, I I feel sorry for him, but at the same time laugh every time. It's like, what makes you think that this is going to work for you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know what people think sometimes. I, just, I, I think it's a combination of they're in a hurry. Every case I can think of outside of maybe one, they were in a hurry, they needed to go somewhere, and just the brain didn't engage. So they jumped in the car, turned it on, turned the windshield wipers on like you would when it's raining, mm-hmm. and, you know, it wrecked them. Um, let's start tonight with a little bit of the boy who cried wolf syndrome. Now, that may not make sense at first, and I'm kind of doing this just to give my co-host and the audience a chuckle. But earlier today, I was roaming around, well, actually, just a couple hours ago, I was roaming around, and I saw a headline with Peter Molyneux in it, and I went, oh, no, now what's he doing? Well, apparently, he had his Twitter account hacked. 
because the three tweets that have been made the rounds was how every game he'd ever made was great. He really enjoyed working on. He thought turned out the way that they had intended, except for Fable Three. They bit off more than can chew. And again, Fable Three is one of those ones that it wasn't great, but it wasn't nearly as horrible as people seem to have now got this image of it as. I guess when compared to two, but anyways, the the point being is he then went on to say that uh, after reflecting back, it was indeed it, he was going to be taking Goddess uh, off Steam, the Kickstarter game that that the last controversial segment we probably had on Molyneux, uh it was a, evolved around that game or revolved, excuse me, revolved around that game. He was going to be taking it off Steam and retiring. <laughs> And following that, about 10, 15 minutes later, was a tweet saying, ah, my Twitter account's been hacked. You know how you can tell? Because they spelled everything correctly. (laughs) And he wasn't wrong. Um, I don't think I follow him anymore on Twitter. I kind of got tired of his shit. (laughs) And so I think I unfollowed him quite a while back. But... um, but I, he's not wrong. He doesn't spell everything correct, and fair enough. <laughs> I'm not a grammar Nazi, so it doesn't bother me, as long as I can understand what the hell people are typing. But here is the funny thing. A, I didn't know Goddess was on Steam. I thought that was a mobile game because of his other mobile game, the Cube thing. I got confused. <laughs> and B, would it surprise either of you to know that no, there's a lot of people on the Internet who are highly skeptical skeptical slash do not believe that his account was hacked but my only question to you i guess that it's sort of a lame ass one glace we'll start with you even for molyneux isn't that a little bit of a troll gone too far for him to pull off i'm kind of believing that his account was probably hacked by some douche canoe how many posts were there like three hold on it's probably still my facebook three yeah i think i think you I think you can usually tell by the uh, the amount of posts, the frequency of them. If there's like you know more than one crazy post in a row, you know you can usually tell something's up. But. Well, not only that, but wouldn't you think that retirement is something that's just a, like not a good one to be trolling? Here's the here's the Game Radar article. You have a link? Yeah, here's the Game Radar article. Okay. I apologize in advance for their, all their crappy ads. But I don't know. How about you, John? Are are do you think the retirement angle is a, a little far, even for somebody like Molyneux, who we do have a hard time believing at times? Yeah, it's it's a little bit much. I I, I mean, at first when you started saying that he had he had a couple of crazy little tweets, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I've, as being someone who follows a few, a few wrestler accounts, there's not there's the odd wrestler who says something out of context or something and then immediately jumps on and says, whoa, hold the phone. I was actually hacked on that one. And, uh, but yeah, I think, I think that might be a little bit too, too, uh, too specific maybe for, for, uh, well, it's kind of like not not to be a, not to be a hack tweet, you know, it's kind of like the faked death thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Especially now, since the internet is far, far more sensitive. Like I remember, a couple very good troll sessions back in the day, like the early 2000s, including one with a personal friend of mine who claimed they were dead. 
<laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and even going so far, and we're talking forums, so it's text, even going so far as to, like, have family members post. Which, I mean, if you're an admin of the forum, it's pretty easy to tell if it's bullshit because it's the same IP address. You know, if it's, like, the exact same IP address with the exact same ending as the machine they normally post on, you know, because each internal IP in a house gets its own uh, unique ending for, for every device. Right, you know, like my my PC has one, my 360, if it was still hooked up to the internet, would have another, yeah, so on and so forth. But to me, the retirement and death thing has always been one that's just a bridge too far for trying to be like a funny troll, not not you know hurtful or 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 assholeish, just ha 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 kind of shit. I mean, it's never ha ha ha, no matter what. Yeah, I I would think that someone who's trolling would say something a little more outrageous. Yeah, I mean, what's the value in it? As much as I love to get make fun of unclever clever hipsters who just pile on with everybody else because they're trying to be cool, you know, no matter who it is, what age they are. I mean, you just you have that herd of followers who, and the clever runs out after a while. Either the joke's been told too many times, or they try their own unique spin on it, and it fails miserably. But if you're gonna be Peter Molyneux. <laughs> His his forte is more lying or 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 making outrageous claims that they could never live up to in a thousand years. <laughs> That's kind of always more been his mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does tend to exaggerate a little bit, doesn't he? Right. And honestly, I've always thought with him, and I don't know if I've ever said this before. So if I am repeating myself, I'm sorry, but I can't recall. He always just seemed like somebody who gets super enthusiastic about something, mm-hmm. and then just goes too far. It's out of his mouth before his brain can stop it. And then, and it, especially now in this instant archive world we live in, where even if you delete tweets, somebody saved them, you know, or somebody's cached them, mm-hmm. you're kind of boned. <laughs> and so, I mean, he's flat out lied, too. I'm not apologizing or sticking up for Molyneux. He's put his foot in his mouth many a time. But I'm talking the person behind the foot in the mouth. You know, he just has always struck me as one of those guys that's super excited and enthusiastic about what he's doing, and then he just goes the bridge too far <laughs> with his excitement, and it's bit him in the ass multiple times. Glace, after seeing actual tweets, uh, any any thoughts there? Any internet detectiving? I thought now that I'm reading them, I think it's pretty funny, <laughs> but because uh, I, I sort of was a little unhappy with my my goddess purchase, but. Oh, that's right. You bought it. I'd forgotten all of this. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't seem... It seems like it was hacked, though, doesn't it? Or do you think maybe not? Uh, that would be a very odd way to announce that. So yeah, it, it, it definitely seems a little odd. It comes down... Yeah, the topic just seems like... A, I, I wonder what made the, the guy... If it was indeed hacked, why go that route? What damage is it causing outside of awkwardness for a bit and... Probably a podcast like this one discussing it for five minutes. I just would I would have posted like thirty pictures of Milo from the that weird <laughs> virtual reality thing he did. Or the wasn't he oh, yeah. with the creepy kid? Wasn't he also involved in the slap up pets thing with Connect? Or was that rare? That might have been rare. I don't know. I thought that the the slap up pets thing was the the like next Oh with with that with the, like with that uh, tiger thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was him. That was him. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. I thought it was the next step above keeping a kid trapped in a tea. Yeah, the Milo thing, it usually takes a lot to creep me out for a variety of reasons, but that one was really strange. (laughs) 
even to a weirdo like me. <laughs> so, so Peter Molyneux is not retiring. For those of you that are upset about that, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> he's not really well. Okay, Glace isn't too happy with it more with Goddess, but honestly, he's in the indie world now. He's <laughs> his likelihood to hurt and piss off a large amount of people is at its end. Um, next thing. Last week we were talking about episodic content. You guys remember that? Mm-hmm. And I said that, you know, it gives developers the opportunity to be lazy because it's split into episodes so they can, you know, fap off and procrastinate. And as I was saying it, in my head I was going, I had probably better check with some people I know <laughs> that actually work on games. Because that just, it felt like I was probably walking line there and I could be wrong and I was in fact wrong I, I I asked a couple different people this week uh if the whole episodic content thing does in fact give them the opportunity to procrastinate more and in both cases the the people I talked to said absolutely not <laughs> in if, if anything it makes as much work or more work um and in one case one one particular person said that the they would just much rather just make a game, be done with it, and move on to the next thing. And in a way, it kind of made sense, not from anything either of those people said, but if you think about it, when a game's made, the main game, DLC that's not done as it leaves is usually done by a B team or a much smaller team. Mm -hmm. So it, it kind of made more sense. I mean, does it, do you guys both buy that, that, that the, even though it's cut, split into episodes, it's still as much work? John, you first. I could say I would say so. I mean, it really depends on how on how far they want to go with it. I mean, they can I mean, they have an engine. They have to make a certain amount of time within a certain amount of framework, and you know, in each section, I could see it being. It might even be a little more work in terms of the planning and and deciding where those cuts in the story are going to be and how to how to how to build that build that uh, that story. You know, well, build the tension right so it's not a yeah. cliffhanger that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if it's if it's five episodes, you're talking five different cliffhangers, probably, right? Right, and and also making sure that the story is tight enough mm -hmm. that you don't feel like you're. It doesn't feel like the sequel in a trilogy problem, you know, like wow, episode two and three was kind of bullshit, but now it's getting good in four and five, because <laughs> you could have that problem in games, you know. A lot of, I'll back up from my observation. There's a lot of trilogies or franchises in movies where everybody's like, oh, the second one was just kind of garbage. Well, they had to do a lot of explanation to get to the really good bits in the third one. <laughs> you know, and I kind of expect that in a lot of sequels. I won't be surprised if the next Star Wars, which those money-grubbing pricks at Disney are delaying until Christmas of 2017. <sighs> Did you really think it wasn't going to become about money, motherfuckers? Uh... I suspect that that movie's going to have a lot of explanation in it. I'm, I'm, I'm about banking on it, which I'm fine with to a point. There have been some franchises where it hasn't worked. Anyway, Glace, do you think, are, 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 are you comfortable with that, that or, or do you agree with the, the, pe the person, people, that episodic doesn't matter, it's still the same amount of work or more work? I think for the most part. I mean, especially if you're going by hours of content, you know, the hours are going to be the same either way. Well, you're still creating the levels. You know, once, obviously, and I'm I'm still not going to say the name. You can fuck off. But obviously, both of you and probably half the audience know at least one of the people I talked to. But there were two, two and a half, let's call it. 
Um, and one and a half of them wasn't who you're thinking. Uh, because I was genuinely curious, because that really did spark in my head as we were doing the show. And the lazy thing was for laughs. Devs want to get bent out of shape. Somebody wants to get bent out of shape with trying to be funny and failing miserably as usual. Eh, piss off. But I did genuinely wonder. But really, after I thought about it more, it's you still have to make the levels. You still have to make models. You still have to make textures. You still have to make, you know, AI pathing. And all the things that go into making a video game are still there. Mm -hmm. And like John said, if anything, you got to figure out how to make it all make sense and cut it as best you can so that each episode is entertaining, as Telltale does. And I think that's Telltale's strongest, uh, strongest ability is cutting those episodes correctly. You know, they did they did a tremendous job with it in The Walking Dead, to the point where I want to play the other ones, even Game of Thrones, which I've read some of the books, but I'm not that big a fan of Game of Thrones, mm -hmm. just to see how they did it, just to see if they cut it as the continuity was as good as the first uh, season of Left 4 Dead, <laughs> Left 4 Dead, Walking Dead. So, so there you go. I did ask around, and I did, in fact, find out I was wrong in just being an asshole. Nothing new there. Uh, next thing. Now, these next two are the two that... They've been topics in the news for quite some time, but they also have controversies attached to them. And, and in the age of the internet where there is no debate, there's just screaming through megaphones. I, we usually avoid these topics like the plague. But like I said in the, in the earlier, I thought of maybe I found an angle that we could work with. Uh, the first one is... Tied into Making of a Murderer, the documentary that is all the rage on the internet. Uh, <laughs> have either of you watched the entire thing? Yes, I, I watched the entire thing with my girlfriend who was in law school. So, Oh boy, you're dating yep. a future lawyer? <laughs> yes. <laughs> God help us all. Um, I have nothing against lawyers. I actually have lawyers in my own family. Saves me money. Uh, <laughs> The chart of the ranch, too. John, have you watched? I, I suspect not, but I gotta ask. Uh, I have not watched any of it, um, but Wanda has. Okay, guys, we're gonna leave your we're gonna leave your girlfriend who is young and in law school. That is just a train wreck my old brain can't handle, and I probably make jokes that would be offensive and let's just not let's just skip it. I like you, I like your girlfriend. <laughs> let's keep this let's keep this away from law school people. Because I know a few more than your girlfriend. <laughs> um, were you okay with that style? Because, uh, actually, let's do it this way. Here was my problem. I watched the first episode and went, fuck you. Not because of their premise. Should I even say what the premise is? Are we at this point? I'm going to say what the say premise, the, premise is. I mean, it happened in real life. I mean, if you yeah, yeah, I know, it's but... already spoiled, so... I'm going to say what the premise is anyway because of John. Here's the deal, John. Oh, th this documentary's premise is that this dude who was wrongly convicted of one crime and then subsequently convicted of a horrible murder is innocent of the murder as well because he was railroaded the first time. Mm -hmm. That is their premise. And my issue with it is, as my issue with all documentaries that do this, is they pretty much, in my mind, only presented his side of the story. Or and, and heavily weaved their narration to his side. And I saw it coming on. I watched an ass ton of documentaries. I saw it coming from the first one. I went, nope, 
Don't care if the internet's all up in arms about this. No, because it's just, I hate documentaries that do that. Are you okay with that, Glace? Or, or would you rather have a more balanced documentary? Whether and It's not really so much about this documentary and the fear it's caused. Just documentaries in general. Well, I mean, documentaries as, as an art form usually have some form of agenda. I mean, that, that's right. the point is they're trying to, to prove a point. You know, this is not a PBS documentary. You know, this is not like the life and times of sponges in Australia, you know, uh, as interesting as that may be. So, I mean, going into documentaries, I mean, I think you have to have that mindset that, I mean, obviously they have, there's a reason why they're making this, you know, and so it, you don't want to get, have to, you don't want to get caught off and thinking, okay, everything that was presented to me is definitely true you know that you should have some something in the back of your head saying okay i mean he did you know kill a cat you know when he was like 12 or whatever and you know stuff like that where you have to just remember that maybe not everything being presented is being presented in a way that shows all the information but i mean at, at the same time i don't i didn't really have that much of a problem with the documentary i thought it was fairly objective i mean there's there's stuff that's been coming out recently saying Oh, you know, they they didn't interview this person or they didn't, you know, shed a light on they found the key in this place, yada yada yada. But I mean, there was actually an interview that were they was on the Daily Show. I don't know, but uh they interviewed the two documentary filmmakers and they said, Yes, this we we highlighted this case, but the main point of the documentary was to view this case as like a, a as a window into the criminal justice system as a whole, uh, and just pointing out problems. You know, it was it was never meant to get this guy out of jail. It was just to show people how messed up things can get right. in terms of presenting presenting evidence and so on and so forth. So if you we're if you like that sort of thing, we're, hold on. A, we're walking away okay. from from my overall. Sorry, point. If I, that was a whole, whole lot right there. But. We're going to come back to their point because I I was actually done with that whole thing until they pulled that shit. Um, John, do you have a problem with a documentary that's because Seagulls? I'm fine with them having an agenda. It's about tone and presentation. Th that first episode did not have good tone and presentation. You don't have to give me... I would prefer, and there are documentaries that aren't about sea sponges that are getting turned into contraceptives. Trust me, like I said, I watch millions of them. That just present both sides and leave you to determine what you believe. Uh, there's a lot out there that do that. And, and, and while I prefer that, I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah, most of them do have an agenda. I just thought it was tone and the way they wove their narrative. I, I, I did not like it. I've seen it in others. There was one about Da Vinci and how he really didn't invent anything. And there were 5,000 other people inventing the same stuff he was. And it was just, it felt so out to get Da Vinci, and that was its only point, that we're going to rewrite history. It's like, this is fucking garbage. It might be correct. But your tone is so negative and your presentation is so abrupt that I can't I can't take you seriously. And now I didn't necessarily mm -hmm. think that about making a murderer. Point being, really, now I've got to reel back in for myself. John, would you rather just have a a, a, a documentary that presents a balanced amount of facts from both sides, or or are you like Glaze okay with understanding that there's an agenda and and you know, you don't. You shouldn't take everything as gospel. Which, by the way, I don't either. From ones I watch that have an agenda, I just wish they wouldn't do it. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I appreciate when 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 a documentary takes the takes the effort to show both sides. But I I do watch if I if I do watch a documentary, I I know that I have to keep my my mind open to the to the possible agenda that's there. 
I think like it's just it it really depends on how ham fisted it is. Like, uh, let me ask you that, John. Is is there a point where you'll just go, okay, no, and 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 move on to something else? Like, have, have you ever reached that point where this is so ham fisted and mm -hmm. so trying to cram an opinion down my throat that I just can't take it anymore? Mm, well, uh, I mean, to be honest, there, there are lots of times where I find documentaries. Um, are a little ham-fisted, and and that kind of makes me not watch a lot of documentaries. I'll, I'll say that much, you know, in terms of things that are, you know, veiled exposés. Um, but you know, I I can't say I got to a halfway point of a movie and stopped it and said no, no, that's enough. But I mean, as far as avoiding documentaries in general, like I don't watch as many as I do, uh, you know, a, a purely fictional movie. No. Oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense because you you just don't want to have to sift through the garbage to find one that both both entertains and informs you. Sounds exactly. like to me what you're you're feeling. Exactly, because that's the thing. I I realized not too long back that several of my close friends who who are definitely of one political stripe or the other, which I am not. I hate them all. Um, <laughs> they're all liars and bastards, but. Thought I hated Michael Moore and Morgan Spurlock. Now, Moore, it's damn close, just because he's just an asshole. <laughs> but I don't hate either of them. But they are both so ham-fisted, especially Spurlock would supersize me. No fucking shit. You eat nothing but McDonald's for 30 days, and you become a bloated fat ass who feels like crap. Wow, thanks, Captain Obvious. I'd have never figured that out on my own. <laughs> and that is actually him and more both. That's kind of what turned me on documentaries to where I'm much pickier about what I watch. And that's where we tie back back into you, Glace, with those guys going, and it was either Colbert or The Daily Show, uh, Colbert's Late Night Show. If that was your premise, then why did you pick this train wreck of a fucking case? When there are ones out there that show the same thing that you're trying to, you claim to be trying to present it, present, and you're, they're absolutely right about it. there are fuck ups and disasters and injustices in the legal system every day. Why did you pick well, a bet? How, how, how far did you, how far did you watch? I just I just watched the first episode and said fuck that. Okay, because and it I gets then, really it gets really really fishy as it goes on and involves a lot of children testimony. Uh, and frankly, sort of disgusting the way that they abuse, like the, these police officers force confessions out of these, like, you know, 13 year olds. Right. Uh, right. No, I, I know all that. I have read okay. a massive okay. amount. I didn't, I wasn't going to sit through it, but I have the entire basic facts. I, I, I mean, to me, that, that was the main takeaway from the, the show was just the fact that this police department was so hell bent on like getting these confessions out of these you know young children right no, know, I, but to, there's, prove, to prove their point there's a thousand you know, there, other it, it was it was it was a critique of police practicing no i totally understand that and i'm fine with it there's a thousand other cases that would have been much better to present than that mess because the thing is is the other side of the coin makes them look like fucking idiots there's way too much sketchiness going on there amongst their main subjects that it muddies the point, which you're absolutely right about the kids. And see why we don't do these topics. <laughs> um, that it just it, it it just gets lost in the shuffle of, hmm, you know these 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 two hmm, it, you know that's what I'm saying. That they, they could have easily got the same exact points 
and including police using unfair tactics against children with a different case. I guarantee you that. That would have been better serving their purpose and their agenda. Yeah. I mean, regardless of whether he's innocent or not, they didn't go through the correct procedures. No, they which, didn't. I mean, which I think is why they chose this one. I mean, there wasn't one. There wasn't one part of the process where they, you know, did it correctly. Right, and again, you know, they, they 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 had the sheriff's office that convicted the guy show up on the crime scene. You know, when they purposely said, "Don't show up because we know you're contested with this guy in court right now," and they showed up anyway. Right, I, just I, things like I, things like that. They just, I know, they, I know, I know. Yeah, this is why we'll never do one of these topics again because they just derail into the politics of it. <laughs> I'm not mad or upset, Glaze. I just I wanted. I'm, to I mean, I'm, not, I'm not either. I'm just saying that's why I thought it was. And I'm telling you, there's a thousand other, we're going to agree to disagree, because there's a thousand other cases they could have done that with. I can think of three that if, were if in were... this general area right off the top of my head. That is the same, because every time you get into small town America, this is the kind of clusterfucks that happen. And I'm glad <laughs> there's light being shown on it, but I still think this was not the best example they could have found. If you, if you want a documentary that does it really well, uh, I would suggest watching The Thin Blue Line, uh, which I is on Netflix. That. Now that has, that was a great. That's like one of my top ten movies. Uh, I think that definitely shows both sides in an objective light, unless you choose for yourself. For those that don't know, it's about a guy that got convicted in Dallas, Texas, and they had basically no evidence, and he got put on death row. Uh, and it has the soundtracks by Philip Glass. If you like Philip Glass, but that's an excellent documentary, sort of on the same sort of thing about police tactics and cutting corners. Right. So, I mean, I, I agree that there definitely are other cases out there that may be a better window into the justice system. Well, I'm just saying because the subjects that it revolves around, mm -hmm. I am not somebody who's going to judge because you're from a small town or because you're white trash or because you're poor, or because you're this, because you're that. But even just watching the first episode in full and then reading a massive ton about it, I just went, all your other points to somebody like me who knows that this happens and knows it needs to have a spotlight put on it are just deluded because these two guys and the one guy in particular, Avery, just don't seem like good people. There's just too many little fat strings here that just don't help this case. Whereas like you're talking about in the thin blue line, and that's definitely one audience and John, I will recommend too. That was the perfect textbook case of what goes wrong, the other side of the coin, how it can go wrong, you know. And that's to roll it back into what I was hoping we'd talk about. That's all That's all I want, Glace. That's all I want out of life in a lot of cases. It's just give both sides. Don't be hiding shit. Don't be sketchy with shit. And let the people decide. Don't treat it. Because my problem is, and this goes for politicians too, is a lot of these documentary filmmakers and all politicians seem to come from this stance that you're too stupid <laughs> to get this, so we're going to walk you down the path in the way we want so that you get our point. And, and, and that felt too, too prevalent in, in, you know, like the other one that you, you, you turn, uh, got me to watch that I'm really glad you did, Restrepo. Yeah. That's how you do it. You just show it, let people make up their own mind. You know, I mean, those guys seem like they got a little attached to the soldiers and that you live in those kind of conditions. It's kind of hard, probably not to, but they still just showed what was going on. And there's another one out there. Um, oh, fuck. I can't think of it. If I do, Glace, I'll have to shoot it to you on Facebook because it, 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 
is similar to Restrepo and tells a really good story. Um, it's not American Sniper, which was a bunch of horseshit. Uh, satellite phone in the middle of a combat zone. Bite me. Anyway, let's try topic number two and see if it goes any better. That was actually a great debate, Glace, and there's tons of things to debate there, but I, it was just more to me that, and it seemed to fit into WonderPod, that, you know, just tone. Tell it like it is, kind of what we ask of game studios sometimes, you know. And that that particular documentary, though, it's hard not to go down the roads. Yeah. It... I will say in defense of the documentary that none of the people on the prosecution wanted to interview. Uh, oh, they so sure. I mean, they kind of, they kind of had an uphill battle trying to get the other side side. <laughs> I mean, when, when no one on that side wants to talk, you know, it's like right. But information doesn't you, just come from. You have to tell through the other side's voices, you know, it's right because they were fucking wrong and they made a lot of errors. Um, and and I'm not I'm not saying that they deserve no blame or guilt. I would uh, thank you for actually saying that because you're you're allowing me to point that out. I'm not saying the other side and this is clean. Who fuck no? But it's just information doesn't have to come from interviews. That's the other thing that bugs me about documentary sometimes. Is it's like it seems like everybody thinks information has to come from face-to-face interviews or people on camera talking. It can't just be narration with giving facts or, 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 or information that's, you know, from documents, let's say. And sometimes I think that's, that's a bad route to go. I understand that our attention span as a society is growing to bug sapper status, but it's a documentary. People who want to watch a documentary are going to sit through a little narration while you explain things, I would suspect. Anyways, next thing. There's obviously been some controversy uh, about the Academy Awards and other award shows lately. And I'm fine with making things more equal and fair. Don't get me wrong. But it's really hard for me to care in an overall sense because I think all award shows are horseshit. (laughs) My question to you gentlemen. I've asked this in a video game sense, but I'm going to ask it in a general sense. Glace, you first. Do do award shows matter at all? Do they make you buy music? Do they make you go see movies? And do they make you go watch plays on Broadway or in Louisiana? I mean, well, I mean, I I think that the uh, nominees slash announcements do because sometimes they shed light on a movie I didn't know about. I assume we're talking about Oscar things, maybe. Yes. Well, well that's where I get. That's where this this. Uh, yeah. That's where this story or this topic in my head started, but it's it, it's more about how I th- think award shows are useless, and I would like mm-hmm. your opinion <laughs> on them. No, I, I mean I think for nominees they they do call attention to movies that you may have missed. Uh, I know for me, like sometimes for the foreign films or for animated films, I'm like, oh, I didn't know about that. Especially with the short short films and like short documentaries. I mean, because you don't really hear about that in any sort of news movie article. So, but I mean, in terms of the actual, the actual who wins it, you know, I'm not like, oh, this one, I have to see it now. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not a big Oscar bait person, but if that's what you're asking. Let, let's reel it back in. So that, because the Oscars are what spawned this topic, but does that apply to all of the big award shows? Yeah. Yes. I would say so. Well, Especially music. Music com- is completely irrelevant to me. Award show wise. <laughs> yeah, that would be. That would be. I'm like you. The Oscars have a tiny, small bit of relevance for things that I may not have heard of, but they are not categories the internet gives a fuck about. 
Um, John, how about you? Are the, do they have any relevance in your life whatsoever? In my life, I, I usually use uh, award shows just for the list of you know, like for the Oscars, you know, the list of nominees, just to just to you know, let me see what's. Like Lace kind of said, you know, if, if I've missed something or something wasn't brought to my attention before, it kind of puts something on my radar. But, I mean, as far as watching the Oscars, I haven't watched the Oscars in years. I, I One time in my life, I, I, I bothered. And, uh, and I, you know, as time went on, I, I, I didn't bother. I bothered less and less. And um, But, I mean... I mean, for video games, where I'm, I'm kind of keep up on on that stuff a little bit more. I kind of have an idea what's going to be there anyway. Like there, there, aren't, there aren't any real shockers, um, just because I'm more informed. But but you know, for movies, it, it's helpful in a way just to get a list a list of movies that I might want to pay attention to. But like Glace, just because a a movie or a piece of music or a video game won, isn't going to make you go from oh, that's not something I want to play to oh, I must buy this tomorrow. Or no. watch this tomorrow. No, I mean it, it's no it's no more helpful to me than uh, you know a glowing review might might be. I mean I might be interested to see what it is, and but I mean it might not it might not change might turn, totally turn, turn my mind around. No, see that's a, that and that's to me. While you do get bits of usefulness out of them, to me what I'm hearing from you is that they're essentially irrelevant. And if they went away tomorrow, you might miss a little bit, but your lives would be not that different. And 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 I, I, I'm the best quote I've seen, Glaze, to, to to go back to you with this Oscar specific thing. As some reporter tried to get Ice Cube to take the bait, and Ice Cube as an artist and a creator is my hero, has been my hero for years because his answer, and I'm paraphrasing because I didn't feel like pulling up the article, was essentially, "When the fuck did we start making movies to win awards?" Because, of course, they were talking about straight out of Compton. <laughs> I mean, he had a much longer answer, but Ice Cube is the fucking man. <laughs> because he, his, in essence, answer was, when the fuck did we start making movies for awards? Because if that's what we're doing it for, maybe I'm in the wrong business. And that just sung to me, because it's been ingrained in me since I was five years old that I don't give two flying fucks about awards or accolades to me, that's not why you create, and that's half the problem with the internet. You know, I've seen it myself firsthand. You get these people that think they're going to do three things on the internet, or they're going to do a little part in Hollywood and become instantly famous, and the shitheads like the Kardashians are not helping the problem. You create because you want to create. You know, like Glace, I'll, I'll, I'll pick on you for a second. You didn't do your Star Wars 45-minute test because you thought it was going to get you accolades and instant internet fame by putting it on Facebook, did you? No, not not really. <laughs> I would have made it look a lot better if I was. What are you talking about? It looked fine. I liked it. Well, thank you, but it's a sketch. You know, but, that, so. but that's the whole point. But, but you get my point, though. Yeah. You create because you want to create, which is also a double-edged sword. It can lead to, you know... Actually, let's 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 roll into that. Because it's, it's it's something else that's been on my mind. And uh, John, I'll, I'll I'll steer to you first. Do you think that you yourself personally work better, probably put more into it when you're under a deadline or some kind of, I don't want to say discipline, but some kind of pressure. Some, yeah, some kind of uh, routine that you have to get this done. 
is that what compels you the most to to get to do something? Uh, it's the, certainly a good motivator. Um, though I find I if I have a deadline, I find myself measuring the ways that I can. You know, when do I really have to start working to get to get it done by that deadline? But then again, yeah, I mean, it, it is definitely a good motivator. How about you, Glaze? Better with with a deadline or without? Oh, with a deadline, definitely. Any any artist will tell you that. Which is a fascinating concept to me because when I started, when when well, it wasn't me. When G Pat and I were sitting around kicking around the idea for WonderPotOnline.com and Skype. My only goal was to make a place to put the podcast, which is really what it does today. And I, to be honest, I'm, what is it, five years now, six years now, on I'm not shocked to see it in the state it's in. Because my thing has always been, if you give people the freedom to create and the place to just, hey, go nuts, they'll create. I'm so fucking wrong, it's not even funny. People have to have some kind of structure. Even me, as much as I hate it, if, if left to my own devices, I eventually just wander off and stop doing things. I can only guilt myself so much. This is easy because it has a structure. We show up here every Thursday. When Skype's not fucking us, we, you know, we record a show. Or when we're too drunk and I forget to hit the record button, which has happened. <laughs> um, well, not we are too drunk. I'm too drunk. Uh, you know... And it, but it, it's still been a fascinating journey with, with specifically with Wonder Pot Online because I don't consider it a failure. And if John or Glace or Gunsage or G, I don't care who, Pat, anybody came to me, Chris, Olivia said, came tomorrow and said, hey, I want to start doing this on the play. That's what it's there for. But at the same time, it taught me a valuable lesson, you know, about the fact that. And what Glace just said is essentially what I've learned in the last five years, that you can't, the bulk of people can't be given unlimited freedom of choice, or otherwise they, they just tend to do nothing. I, I, I don't know, Glace, do you think that ties into your confusion or, or, or distaste for open world games that give you, like MMOs or RPGs that just give you a thousand things to do until you go do it? Do you think there's a, a component to that? Oh. Uh. No, uh, I mean, I like things like Minecraft, and that's pretty open world. Uh, I mean, I just, for like MMORPGs and stuff, I just don't like the task system. It just feels very repetitive to me. Oh, so it does just come down to that it feels repetitive to you. Yeah, it's like, it's like you have a checklist in your head. You know, it's like, okay, I need to do this, to do this, to do this, to do this. I have to kill this many things to get this. Right. You know, it, it, it doesn't feel very free. Yeah, yeah, you can go anywhere, but at the same time, there's still a track you have to go on if you want to progress. So essentially what you're saying is you like ultimate freedom to create within boundaries that have a deadline to motivate you. That's kind of where you yes. sit. Yeah. Yes. John's that similar to you? That's very complicated. <laughs> and, mm. Well, you're more you're more a little more free flowing than Glace, I would say. You 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 don't mind you know hunting for things or collecting. No, I, no, that's right. I mean, if there was, if I had to hunt down all those feathers in uh, Assassin's Creed Two, while I had a countdown ticking away, I probably would have uh, enjoyed it a lot less. Um, uh, the countdown is one of the reasons I think I I I, uh, I haven't played Majora's Mask to uh, to completion because I kind of get you know bogged down worrying about time that I am enjoying the game. But that, I mean, but that's 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 just, that's two very specific examples, but. 
it's um, I, I do like having a bit of time if I, if I want if if I want it. Well, it's kind of interesting too because like like what Glace is talking about with MMOs, he's absolutely right. You do have to go kill this many things or do this many in most of them. But where it's kind of morphed into a different thing, especially with ones like Guild Wars or this new one that I I played a little bit, Blade and Soul, um, you can break that cycle. You just have to be willing to do it. And that makes me wonder, Glace, if it's not a little bit of a structure thing. Because, like, for me, like, if I'm playing Guild Wars, that's the best example going in the MMO universe right now. If I'm playing it for, uh, let's say, three hours, I will spend maybe 45 minutes questing or doing the personal story as they do it. And then I will spend another 45 minutes doing group events, which are vastly different. And you're actually with a big group of people. And maybe you're not talking, but you're having fun. You're with other people. And then I'll spend, like, 30 minutes crafting or picking up something to craft with. Or, you know, and so you can break it up so it's not that repetitive, but it's incumbent on you to do that to entertain yourself. Whereas with more linear games, they tell you that, you know, okay, now it's time to go do this. You see what I'm saying? Or more more structured games. There's definitely a way to break up MMOs where it doesn't seem like just go get me 20 pelts of the butthole fern. You know, <laughs> yes, butthole ferns have pelts. Um, couldn't think of an animal. Sue me. You know, but it, it's more incumbent on the player. And I'm going to guess that you would rather that that wasn't on you to break up your monotony or or grind, as it were. No. <laughs> what is with the mute button the last few weeks? We've all been bad about it. Yeah, I don't, the bottom line, by the way, I should want walk back to the Oscars for a quick sec. Look, I'm fine with the protests. I'm fine with the Academy changing its ways. It's 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 overdue. Um, I'm hoping that, you know, it doesn't, it, that that means movies that were really great are still getting nominated no matter what the changes are. That's really all I care about. Although some of the ones getting nominated are just like, really? To me, it's still just a snob contest. <laughs> and part of me goes, do you really want to be a part of this? Bunch of fucking snobs who think, you know, oh, look, this Slovakian director did a two-hour documentary on the trials and tribulations of pants on a clothesline in Paris. I mean, really? <laughs> but at the same time, I'm also fine with change. I'm also understand why people are upset. I just, award shows are so fucking useless to me, except for that one tiny small thing Glacinator's talking about, talking about with, or, and John, with, with, uh, with, with lists and stuff. Uh, next, the, 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 the last thing that I wanted to, to, to talk about I saw an article this week that, a couple of them actually, that people are going, well, Rainbow Six Siege and Ubisoft isn't doing well because microtransactions. And that was it. Now, for those of you that don't know, Rainbow Six Siege is basically Rainbow Six Online. It's just multiplayer. That's all you can basically do. They just don't get it. That the reason people aren't paying 60 bucks for it, both the writers of these articles and Ubisoft, is because... All Rainbow Six before this had a lovely single-player campaign that even if it had no story and made no sense, it gave you lots of practice before you went and got your ass kicked online. They honestly think it's microtransactions. Uh, it's like, that then might play a part of it, but they just some people are just still clueless, aren't they, John? That, that what gamers really want. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. you know. 
Is this not at all shocking to you? I really just wanted to say it to get it out there. God, so many people need to buy a clue. <laughs> Are you not surprised at all, Glaze, that, that Ubisoft and some of the press aren't getting it? No. <laughs> it's like it, we've kicked that aspect around before. I just wanted to. I just want. I know it's repetitive, but I just want to bring it up to just. Just to note in a space of time on a piece of digital file that they're still not getting the fact that you're trying to sell us half an experience. And then adding micro microtransactions to that. <laughs> Which, by the way, in, in Siege is all cosmetic crap. You know? Oh, is it really? Yeah. Golden guns and... Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. You, you know the most money I've made on Steam? You know how you can sell your little trading cards and stuff and make a few cents here and a few cents there? Mm-hmm. I'm, the most money I've made on Steam is the two Counter-Strike skins I unlocked. Oh, and one hat from TF2. <laughs> <laughs> that is how pathetic. That, that That's the, the part of microtransactions where you're never getting rid of them. Because people will pay so they can have the E-Penis skin on their gun. I got a knife skin and I got a pistol skin. And the one ranked match I played of Counter-Strike... <laughs> Because, honestly, I fucked up and hit the wrong button and could not back out of my ranked match. Thank fucking God we won. And I just followed along with the rest of them. <laughs> Ew! Throw, throw a smoke! Okay. Uh, that was really good, man. You've been practicing. No, I haven't. No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> well, and with Counter-Strike, you got to be a little careful because when you're discussing plans, the closer you can get to the enemy, it's proximity voice so they can hear you. And mm -hmm. so the two things I had to be careful of was not fucking up and saying where I was and B, not fucking up on purpose because I don't care. But hey, I want to match one, two skins. I think it made me about $3.50 US, maybe four. Hmm. <laughs> hey, it went to buy a beginner's guide. So, you know, well, it's kind of nice. I think I only had to pay maybe a buck out of pocket for beginner's guide. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't beat that with a stick. But I just it just makes me laugh that people... I mean, there probably are plenty of people that are pissed off over the microtransactions and screaming pay to win, even though they didn't bother to read the list of them, like even my lazy ass did. Um, by the way, did, that that is one other thing, and then John wanted to give an opportunity to talk about the game you, you were playing this week. Uh, did you see anything about this Detective Pikachu? Glacinator. Me? Yeah, you. Did you see anything on Detective Pikachu this week? You're hearing me click because I'm sending him something. Apparently there was a... Uh, it's a game that's going to be released in Japan. or And Pikachu is actually talking. It's almost kind of like a uh, Phoenix Wright. Only detective. Maybe it's Sherlock Pikachu. <laughs> but my question to you was... And I'm going to ask you it and give you the opportunity to read the article. And, and then answer it here in a few minutes. Is why Danny... It's like Professor Layton. Huh? What'd you say? What were you gonna say, John? I think. Oh, oh, uh, me? I, I thought you were talking with the place. No, I was. Uh, I was just thinking that that premise for Pikachu sounds pretty good. Him as a little puffy. You know. You know. It would only been better than Pikachu. What's Kirby. that? Yeah. Like a little fluffy detective, fluffy fluffball detective. As you heard me walk away, because my dog knocked my door open. <laughs> the door open. So, anyways, guys, I want to see what you think of that in a minute. But, John, you said you and Peter played a new game, and it was a game I thought maybe I'd actually heard of. Yeah, well, there's this Wii U eShop exclusive title called Affordable, Affordable Space Adventure. Yes, I have heard of this, but I haven't yeah. heard much about it. Well, I didn't buy it because it was, wasn't all that affordable, to tell you the truth. But the, uh, the game is a, an exploration 
multiplayer game, co-op game, where where the person holding the gamepad is kind of operating the the operating system of this of this ship, um, I'll, and I'll get into how that works in a second. But your 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 co-op people are are um, the pilot and the navigator, so you have to work together to get your ship around these little caverns and tunnels. You've been dropped off on this on this alien world, and you're kind of fending for yourself um, in your ship. So what 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 you see on the gamepad is basically just a like a dashboard of buttons and dials and and slider sliders to, to you know raise and lower the you know the power to the certain systems of the ship. So 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 far, I mean, when you start the game, all you have is an ignition to start your engine, and you can turn on you can turn on the engine and turn it off. And Peter took the, the time to troll me lots of times while I was trying to look, have a look around. Uh, he'd cut the engine and I'd fall to the fall to the ground. Um, but he also gets to control uh, the scanner, which is basically a flashlight using the right analog stick. So he gets to look, you know, point the, the light when he's using the, the gamepad. He's he's controlling the light and and the engine, while I'm trying to trying to you know fly the fly it around. So then a little while later, you get a you get a message from your from the from the ship, I guess. I'm not sure that you've got a, a, a new a new ability, and that ability is um, first one was thrust, right? So so he, so he you know he pre- he presses the thrust button on the screen and now there's a slider that allows you to you know whatever speed I want my the ship to go he can he can dictate how fast that is. However, the faster you go, the hotter your engines get, and you have to be careful that you don't catch on fire and explode. So there's a, you know the, so you have to kind of use it at opportune times. So there was a there was a spot where so I'm pointing away from my microphone. I'm sorry about that. Um, I forgot. I forgot. I wasn't wearing a headset. So anyway, the uh, the uh, the game. So yeah, with the thrust. So there was a spot where I had to push a brick out of the way um, so I can get down to this lower tunnel. But the brick was kind of like it was not a spring, but it was pushing back at me. So I needed more thrust to move this out of the way. But he had to give me that thrust uh, so I could get down there before I I caught on fire and blew up. So you know, so I'm I'm asking him to do certain things. He's telling me to go certain places so he can activate his whatnots, and I'm I'm driving around. Um, and then the last the last power that we got was a the the mass um, not mass accelerator. It was called the mass mass generator. Well, what it does it increases the mass of your of your ship, so you become heavier. Um, so this helps. You know, normally you're flying around, but when you come to water, the boat, the the spaceship floats. So you, you know, he increases the mass by however much he wants me to to start to sink in the water. And you know, depending on where that slider is, if it's halfway up, well, I kind of float. I stop. I stop fall. I stop sinking, and I and I don't rise anymore. But I'm kind of stationary, so I get a little heavier. I start. I start to descend a little bit more, and then. Um, you know, all the way to the top, I, I sink very fast, and then the, so you have to kind of make sure you don't go too far and 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 damage yourself or, or um, you know, you you miss the things that you want to find. Like we haven't found any hidden stuff yet, but we watched this video where he where someone kind of found a, found a crack in the in the in the rock, and he had to kind of you know they had a flare that you could that you could shoot, so he had to line up the ship with this crack so she could shoot the the flare through and hit the switch to open the door and such. So there's, a, so there's some puzzle elements as well, though we haven't found we're so early in the game, like, like literally we played it for 25 minutes tops of which, you know, he trolled me for 20, but but he um, 
but it was fun. And he enjoyed it a lot. Um, it, it, you know, you're going through these dark caverns and you got the flashlight, so it's kind of it's kind of dark and creepy. I don't know how much combat there is. It's it's not a shooter um, at all, from from what I understand. Uh, this is, is totally exploration. So I don't know if I'll be running away from, from enemies or not, but for right now I don't have any weapons as such. It, so we'll see how, see how it goes. It took me 10 minutes to look it up, but so this isn't a roguelike, uh, a roguelike management space game like Faster Than Light. What no, took me no. 10 minutes to look up was the name of fucking Faster Than Light. I've got it on my Steam account. I just couldn't remember the name. Yeah. No, no, no. This is not like that at all. This is very... I mean, then again, we are playing it on the on the easy difficulty. Um, the tour, oh, they call it the tourist. There's technician and tourist difficulties, and so we're, you know we we we've, we've ventured out uh, pretty easy. So I, I'm not sure what the technician one is like, but but so far, you know, it's very 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 laid back. So, so that's, that's to be expected because we're just you know getting used to the systems and stuff, right? So it's essentially a co-op troll your friends game. Uh, if if you want it to be well, because as you were talking about Peter and Peter's, I have no doubt doing it he he innocently. <laughs> Meanwhile, if it was Agent K and I, we would be crashing this. Sh- see who could kill the other one faster, because that's kind of what it reminds me of. It's like you play it serious for a while, maybe you beat it one time, and it's like let's start off the life support systems real quick, see if you can get them back on real fast. I know, I know, it probably doesn't have anything like that, but. It seems like you could have some fun, harmless trolling entertainment with your friend if if, if you so desired, or your co-op partner. I kind of oh, yes. like that idea. There's nothing wrong with that as long as it's not, you know, abusive or, or, or mean or you're doing it to random people. <laughs> yeah, well, Peter was, you know, we were going along, he cut the engine and I, I go ka-plump onto the, onto the ground. He just cackled at me and <laughs> he was having a pretty good time. So, your guy in the ship, I was paying attention, but I was also looking at another screen trying to find out what faster than light was. Uh, so, if he shuts the engine off where you're at in the ship, that basically kills the gravity and it makes you fall in faceplant, is what you're saying. Yeah, basically. It's, I mean, we haven't got to, a, to an environment where you know falling out of the sky will kill you necessarily, but, but uh, I presume that would happen. From the screenshots, it actually looks pretty decent. Looks like it looks like fun, but you're yeah, saying it's, it's, it's not it, cheaply it's, priced. Yeah, I mean, um, we got it on sale for seventeen or sixteen. 15, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's becoming a problem with eShop slash downloadable slash indie games. I, I'm I was telling Agent K, and who knows how long my resolve will last. It's like anything over twenty bucks. Especially when I don't have a good feel for how the studio is going to handle updates. Talking more early access on Steam than, say, maybe eShop or Xbox or PSN. But um, I'm kind of getting a hard, fast line with what I'm willing to pay. you know. And I'm not convinced it's greed or it's on all on like Nintendo or Sony or Microsoft. I'm thinking they just see other games they think are similar and go, "Hey, that's twenty four ninety nine or hey, that's nineteen ninety nine. Why shouldn't we be?" Mm-hmm. You know, 
So I suppose it's greed in a sense if you really wanted to split hairs, but at the same time, I think it's more monkey see, monkey do. Hey, they got away with it. Why can't we? And and the game they're trying to compare to could have ten times more features. And and but who knows? I I, I will be curious. It, it the screenshots I looked at while you were talking. It looks it looks good. It looks fun. So I'll be curious to see if it was a value even on sale. If it was a value mm-hmm. on sale. I well, think it, it will it, be. It, it's gotten a lot of high praise from the various review sites and stuff. I mean, it's. Um, I'm sure we'll have a lot of fun with it. It's just a matter of. I mean, th- there was a price point that I was I was wanting to jump on and and, and didn't. It didn't ever come until now with this with this winter sale they've been having now three weeks in a row with different titles. So and that's pretty much it. I. I because I was gonna before we sign off, I was gonna go back to Glace with Detective Pikachu. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that was about it. Okay. Place, are you back? I think we've been having some internet cutouts. Yeah, it's Let's... better now. Yeah, yeah. So, did you read? Are you on board for a Danny DeVito voiced? Transition? I am absolutely a hundred percent on board. Uh, I mean, one of my favorite Disney movies is Hercules, uh, and if you know, if you don't know, Danny DeVito voices uh, Philatides uh, in Hercules, uh, the short uh, fawn-looking thing. Right. <laughs> The second uh, link, John, is the actual game that they're bringing to 3DS. The game, the game itself sounds fun. Uh, yes, it's also set in Boston as well. I noticed the street I lived on uh, when I was up there. Oh, really? Yeah, they, they don't they don't show anything like obviously Boston, but it's it's definitely Boston. So why Dan- I, so it is because Danny DeVito has done voice work. Now I have seen Hercules. I know that, but it's been so long ago. I don't don't specifically recall his voice in it i oh oh my gosh you need to just go look up like uh what song was that that he sung i don't know he he sings a song to hercules about like you know manning up uh it's so good he he was so great in that movie and, like have... they, they they drew the character to look like him so it i don't know it's just hilarious to me i had forgotten he'd done animated work so i it now makes more sense to me why his well, it makes more sense to me why they're saying have Danny DeVito do this, and it's also harder for me to understand to a point because I can't I can't picture in my mind how his voice sounds tied to an animated character. You know, like Robin Williams did so many of them across so many movies that were either memorable or his goofy style that I can picture it. You know, I just I just sent it to you. Oh, that character! I'm not going to click on it because we're on the on the on the show, but I'll I'll watch it as soon as we sign off. Um, I don't suppose you'd be nice and open up my browser. Yes, thank you. Save. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, so there's... I think it would be perfect for Pikachu. There's a high possibility I did not know it was him at the time. Because if I recall right, I probably either watched this with my sister or with, you know, other younger cousins, family members. And probably wasn't paying a ton of attention because I was too cool for it. But yes, I do now recall the character. Just seeing the first frame. Are you on yeah. board for a Pikachu detective? Oh, I mean, I like Professor Layden. So, I mean, it, it, as long as it's funny. I mean, obviously, it looks like they're going to be funny. It's going to be funny because they're going with deep voice Pikachu. Did you, you hear know, what it, I said? Though? If, 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 if it was like a kid-voiced Pikachu, I probably would pass up on it. But, I mean, obviously, they're self-aware how ridiculous it is. So, I, him I think the biggest hat, like the, the thumbnail that's up on our, on our, on our Skype call. <laughs> that alone is making me laugh. Uh, I, th- I, th- I thought, and I'm not sure if you heard this, I, I know you were muted, but uh, I thought the only thing that could have been more, 
out of place but perfect would have been Kirby. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> Kirby doesn't talk though. So that's I mean, true. He, Pikachu, Pikachu, Pikachu's not really supposed to talk, but yeah, but he's maybe, been... maybe it'd be funny if he didn't talk at all. He's... Kirby just just like. <laughs> Well, it just sucked up evidence and then <laughs> spit out a printout of what he thinks it is. It could be like the guy on Hannibal and just turn into the killer, right? Just... Oh, <laughs> yeah, I hate that sound. Um, are you on board with it, John? That's that's more where I was going with that, Glaze, but that was still still excellent. Which... Yeah, sure. Totally. I, mean, I think it would be cute as hell. I don't think Nintendo's going to be this, that smart. They'll probably find some other voice actor to do it, and it's probably not going to end up being it. I don't know, Glace, even if it isn't DeVito, the Internet's best hope, I, I, I'm guessing, oh, same with you, John, I'm guessing as long as it's the deep voice Pikachu and kind of fits into more of the motif, you'd be okay with it. Yeah, I'm, down. I'm totally down with it. Glace? Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to listen to like a, a whiny kid Pikachu. You know, it, it needs to be like a gruff, like detective. You know, like he, like he's seen stuff. You know, well, I'm he's, never... he's he's been on the force for like thirty years. You know, he's like ready to retire. <laughs> like like uh, Danny Glover's character in Lethal Weapon. Can we make it yes. like that? Yes, exactly. I would I would buy a 3ds to play that. <laughs> he could be voiced by Devito or Glover for that matter. I like Danny Glover's voice too. <laughs> but if he had that. He was Murtaugh, wasn't he? I think that was his name. I think that was the character's name. If he had that Murtaugh, exasperated, I'm too over this shit attitude, I would totally buy a 3D. <laughs> Coming out of mm-hmm. Pikachu. That kind of ridiculousness, I, too many times it's looked at as childish, but in the right setting, in the right way, it works. And we don't, I, I think at times we don't take it, advantage of it as much as we could in gaming. That just off-the-wall ridiculousness of things like that. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Glace, and this is a very dim, vague recollection, but didn't Pikachu, Pichu, that's a whole another Pokemon, Pikachu sort of make what sounded like intelligible noises in the cartoon series or something along those lines? Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's the most versatile of, like, noises. Right. Voicing, I mean, besides Meow, in the cartoon, Meowth could actually talk like a human. Right. Uh. But I mean, because he was the main character, Pikachu tended to be pretty vocal, you know. And they have, they have like a specific voice actor for Pikachu, at least in the Japanese version. Well, and he, I, I assume it's the same person. So it was more the kid one, though, in that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it, it's funny sometimes. I wish they would work more with characters that don't have a voice, because as Star Wars has proven, and no, not the Jar Jar thing, that doesn't matter and should held separate is just a bad idea that didn't pan out but r2 and bb8 are 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 just as clever and just as entertaining without a voice and so just having kirby you know if you're going to do this with kirby or even pikachu not speaking you could just have him make noises that like those around him seem to get kind of almost even like chewbacca i guess yeah we're like the the it fits into the to the game or fits into the scene yet you have no idea what they're saying and sometimes that's funnier or more entertaining well so there you go if you didn't know about detective pikachu now you do and and glace is now going to did you are you gonna go sign the petition maybe i don't usually sign petitions. i was just gonna say i mean i'm sitting here refreshing it and it's only it only needs like 600 more signatures 
Oh, so you're gonna do the thing? I, I'm, I'm slight. Oh, not only needs enough four hundred. I slightly ashamed to admit this, but I've done what he's doing. <laughs> I'll <laughs> only sign if it doesn't look like it's gonna make it because I, I'm a free spirit and don't sign petitions. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> we are such schmucks for that. <laughs> By your <laughs> chuckle, John, I'm gonna guess it's happened with you as well. Uh, maybe. <laughs> hey, look, we're doing our part. We're spreading the news. People well, can go look at the petition if they want to. Uh, they can go sign it for me in my place. <laughs> I just think it's funny sometimes. I wonder how many people do that when it's getting down to the nitty gritty. Ah, shit, I don't want my name on a petition. I don't want to be one of those people, but I might not make it. So, I'm, you know, like it gets a 1,000 or 5,000 over because there's all these people signing at the last minute so that it gets <laughs> get, gets uh, approved or whatever. Oh, Well, we got a late start. Is that good enough for you guys? That's yeah, good for me. Ah. Yep, I'm good. Okay. Well, that's the show. If you'd like to get in touch with us, we have a ton of ways you can do that. First off is Facebook and Twitter. They're both all one word. WonderPod Online. Just go to those, shoot us a friend request, follow us on Twitter. Unless you're an obvious bot with Facebook, we'll follow, we'll uh, friend you. No problems. We have a website. It's WonderPodOnline.com. Mostly posting the podcast there these days. But occasionally you'll get a video or something from one of us. Um, let's see. Uh, what we, blah, 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 blah. You, uh, YouTube channels. I, I just tripped up on myself because I'm trying to find a specific YouTube video that I wanted to pimp out. Uh, we do have YouTube channels. WonderPod Online has a YouTube channel. Uh, I have a YouTube channel. Glacinator's got a YouTube channel. The 36 We are good buddy Pat Man's YouTube channel. Uh, the What Olivia Does... She, Oh, fuck. I knew sooner or later I was going to fuck up their two channels. The What Chris Does YouTube channel. And right now, he has a video slash movie on it called Who is Billy the Seal? And if I've read things correctly, it's like his last project at university or something to that effect. But it's it's a good short film. Go watch it. Uh, let's see. The What Chris Does. The Olivia made this YouTube channel. I knew trying to pimp one YouTube video I was going to. Fuck this whole ending up. Oh, well. And if none of that works for you, fuck it. We got an email address. It's wonderpod at wonderpodonline.com. Wonderpod at wonderpodonline.com. Or you can follow me on Twitter, or I'm there very rarely because it's a lot of politics and a lot of outrage, at O-R-I-G-I-M. Or you can follow John. At John Keogh, J-O-N-K-E-H-O-E. And Roger, I did see that you busted John and I for not remembering the Words with Friends things. I, yes. did, I did see that and I went... Oh, I remembered the specific conversation as soon as he said it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I do remember that now. <laughs> so, till episode 284, I'm out of here. See you, people. Sometimes you need a fact checker, man. He's ours. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Goodbye. Goodbye.